You're listening to the Joint Practices Podcast. Dad, who am I named after? You're named after my favorite thing in the world, son. With your host, Sean Lamont. I was waiting for woo, 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 Kenny, woo. Steve Knox. No, but I'm going to tell Elijah to go masturbate with maple syrup tonight. Let me know how that goes for you. And Elijah Arnold. You know what I did? I put some fucking honey and sugar around the rim and I drank it. Like a basic bitch. Are you excited, girl? I'm so excited, girl. Welcome to the Joint Practices Podcast. Yo! Welcome back to the Joint Practices Podcast. This is the podcast for fans, by fans. That's fans like me. I'm your host, Sean Lamont, on Twitter, at 11thegoat. That's 11 spelled out. Tonight is episode 151, and we have a massive blockbuster trade extravaganza to talk about tonight. It's finally nice to have something to talk about that's not going to get me mad. Wait, I will, because why won't I? Tonight, we're just doing the two-man, the old-school lineup here. Not the original lineup, but the old-school lineup. The old-school lineup. Yeah, I'm talking about the OG Olive Garden Pimp on the Twitter bird at the Knox says Super Sticky Steve Knox. Holy crap. I had probably the worst hangover I've ever had ever celebrating Elijah's birthday, uh, Elijah and his twin sister's birthday at his sister's house. I got chocolate wasted kyle brought those good beers like nine and ten percenters i was just shoveling them and not paying attention to what the can said and it was a bad idea (laughs) so what you're saying is you're too old to do that anymore yes um well nobody should drink them the way i was drinking them last night anyway but pace yourself that's that's the key (laughs) oops there it is they weren't pbrs that's for sure yeah, no, they weren't. And uh, we got back to Elijah's house and we were trying to play uh, NBA 2K21. And I think I was Jalen Brown on the Celtics and I uh, fell asleep in the middle of the game. <laughs> Elijah was like, Steve, you got the ball. I was like, what? Oh, yeah, I'm doing the, the one eye thing. It <laughs> was a mess. <laughs> got him. Uh, you know what we should do with some of those beers is we should ship them to Philadelphia because apparently everybody there's already drunk, especially Howard H. Roseman. I gave him an H for a middle name because he is awful. He's a heckin' mad. <laughs> All right, let's start with a little timeline. I want I want to just walk you through how this went. Okay. So I'm in the kitchen with my wife. I'm getting my lunch ready. You know, Watching I gotta go to dish. work. <laughs> I gotta go to work. <laughs> I get a Buzz on my watch, Adam Schefter tweet, Dolphins trade number three overall pick. So I'm like, whoa, what do we got here? So I open up the old app ski on the twitterbird.com and I see that the Dolphins trade the number three overall pick to the 49ers for pick number 12, a first round pick in 2022, first round pick in 2023, and an additional third round pick for 2022. So my first reaction was, holy shit. The Niners just traded up for a quarterback. That means quarterbacks are going one, two, and three. And that leaves one 
first round tier quarterback, as the experts would say, left, which means the chances that Philly is going to draft a quarterback at six are next to nothing. I am stoked. We are getting Kyle Pitts. We are getting Jamar Chase. We are getting an elite athlete at the position. <clears throat> I am stoked. I'm flying on cloud nine. I literally screamed fuck yeah in the kitchen while my daughter was in her Zoom class. You know, it happens. It's football. It's important. So I get packed my lunch, grab the old lunchbox, a little French press coffee. Delicious. I'm driving to work, getting the old sip sip. <laughs> the old watch buzzes. And it says something about the Eagles trade with Miami. And I, I swear to God, when I first read it, I thought it was a on this day tweet. And they were comparing the Niners Dolphins trade to the Eagles Dolphins trade back when the Eagles moved up to, what was it? Eight and then eight to two to get Wentz. So I was like, ah, oh, cool, cool. And then I started to look at my watch again. I literally had to pull over. Because I got another one. This is breaking. Eagles trade six overall pick and pick 156 in the fifth round to the Dolphins for number 12 overall. A first round pick in 2022. And for pick 123. So they traded the six overall pick and their fifth round pick to the Dolphins for pick 12 and a fourth round pick 123. So the Eagles move back six spots. Now they can't get Kyle Pitts. They can't get Jamar Chase. They are not going to have a shot at the top three wide receivers in the draft. There's a what chance one of those off. wide receivers falls. There is. It, it always happens. It happened like substantially last year with a couple of guys who I thought would be gone before either of our team got the draft. And then those two guys fell to our teams. True. I'll tell you why this pisses me off. Number one, you can't fuck up pick six. There was too many top tier talent guys at the top, the three quarterbacks going one, two, three, and possibly somebody trading up to four or five to get another, to take all four quarterbacks off the board for the first round. You couldn't fuck it up. Any of those guys you could have taken would have been a blue chip player. So now you move back to 12. Okay, this is why it pisses me off. Picking 10th is the Dallas Cowboys. Picking 11th is the New York Football Giants. So you just moved back behind two division rivals who Dallas is probably going to take the best corner available. Probably the first cornerback to come off the board will be right there at Dallas. Dumb, because you let Dallas, you didn't trade up in front of Dallas last year and let them get CD Lamb. How'd that work out for them? Better than it worked out for you. The Giants are not happy with Evan Ingram. So if Kyle Pitts were to even fall, he's not getting past them. I don't understand the move. I get the their the whole. This is what the uh, the pundits, the experts are saying is Philly is tooling up for picks next year in case Jalen Hurts isn't the guy. Then they can trade up for a quarterback. What is it with fucking Howie Roseman in trading up for quarterbacks? Quarterback he, factory. He literally just created another quarterback controversy because now Jalen Hurts has got all this pressure on his back that if he doesn't, you know, 
have a Pro Bowl caliber season and they win the Super Bowl, that Howard fucking H. Roseman is going to trade up for another quarterback. Are you kidding me? That was a middle this guy can't draft. <laughs> yes, he can't draft. He can't evaluate talent. He doesn't listen to his scouts who tell him, you know, his heads are falling off. Like, it's unreal. Man. Like, I feel like every week it's like the fuck Howie Roseman podcast. But it seriously is mind boggling that guys like me and you guys on, you know, not NFL promoted podcasts, bloggers, Johnny friggin Winslow, McGee Smith, Jr. The third on the Twitter word at Johnny Smith Winslow McGee, the third can see the talent that's available in the draft and you don't draft. It's unbelievable that everyday people can see where there's talent in the draft. These guys go to the league and produce and the guys that are being paid millions of dollars to make these decisions can't see it. I can't fucking fathom this. I really can't. I don't understand it. Howie Roseman still has a job. Not only does he has a, have a job, he has complete confidence from the owner on a complete rebuild, a complete rebuild where he keeps giving guys 30 plus years old guaranteed money down the line. So they can't cut them. I feel like we're regurgitating shit every week with this guy, but every week it feels like he makes another stupid decision. It's as easy as getting on a press conference and saying Jalen hurts is QB one. We are moving forward with Jalen hurts is QB one. Whether or not you have a plan to trade up for a guy next year is absolutely irrelevant. Instill some confidence in the guy that's in the fucking building right now and see what he can do. You did the same thing to Carson. You did the same thing to Michael Vick. You did the same thing to Nick Foles. It's freaking stupid. I can't. Uh, hi, Steve. Do you like that's violence? Fun. It's, uh, you know, I mean, Obviously, them having anything to say about, well, you know, if if Jalen doesn't work out, well, you already kind of fucked up your plan because you traded away the other guy that was in, you know, on the roster, who's a quarterback that you drafted really high. Um, I mean, obviously, <laughs> you can't be confident as a second year quarterback thinking you're already on the hot seat when you've barely started any games. Played four games, and you know the the Forty Niners. Moving up to three is another one that's like, well, way to just tell Jimmy Garoppolo, like, we don't want you here anymore. Yep. That was, it's so silly. And uh, I don't know what their plans are as far as shipping Jimmy off or holding on to him for this year or not. But yeah, this, uh, I mean, I was baffled that the Eagles uh, backed away from the sixth spot just doesn't seem to make any sense i guess the only thing i can say is whoever is there at number six it's good for them because howie roseman doesn't draft pro bowlers so at least they're going to have a better career than if no howie kidding drafted him. he did draft one pro bowler <laughs> and then traded him away <laughs> gave him 60 million dollars guaranteed and then traded him away awesome and not only this but back on the instilling confidence in your quarterback thing and then the Eagles leak a story about how they tried to trade up for number three because they wanted Zach Wilson. Yeah. Guess what? Fuck. He's not going to be there at three. He never was. It's no secret. The Jets love this guy. He is not getting past number two at the Jets. He's not. So again, why are you leaking a story that you tried to trade up for number three? And here's the other thing too, is if you're trying to make a move up to number three and you're going to come out and admit that, 
then once again, the logic in dropping six spots for another first rounder that's probably going to be in the 20s next year yep. uh, just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, both of them. They're, so the big thing is the potential for three first round picks next year. And I say potential because obviously they have their own. They now have Miami's. And the potential third one is the one uh, Carson, Carson Wentz wins. trade. Okay, wins so that's Bowl, yeah. it's now a second round pick. But if Carson plays 75% of the snaps, it becomes a first. Uh, it's going to be a first because part of that is if Indy makes the playoffs. Yeah, so which they will because they're going to win that yeah, division. Absolutely. So here's the thing. You have three first-round picks, okay? Yours is probably going to be in the top 10 because you're going to win four games again because you constructed a shitty roster because you mismanaged the salary cap again by these ridiculous rollover deals and restructures. And then you're going to have two picks, okay? 25th and 27th, whatever. You know, the high high, mid to high 20s. If you're lucky, the Dolphins picks like 17, 18. They're going to win some games. Their defense is really good, and they've upgraded a lot of positions. As long as Tua, you know, takes a step forward, any kind of step forward, they are going to win games. So, I mean, Tua could be Tua of last year, and I'm sure they're going to win at least nine games. Yeah, like, it's they're definitely a threat to to win a wild card spot. So I'm I'm baffled why you see. Those two mid-20, you know, just say in the 20s picks, Cup, you know, couple that up with your, say, pick nine if we're lucky. If we win that many games and get all the way down to nine. You're going to, you did all that just to trade up when, who, who are the quarterbacks supposed to come out next year? Do you know any off the top of your head? Uh, Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma, I think. I think he's like the big name right now. So he's the one that we should be mortgaging our future for. Apparently. Another Oklahoma quarterback. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, it's, it, may, it makes no sense. I mean, the trade back, it pissed me off because you're going to watch Jamar Chase go to Miami. Miami will take him at six where we were. Great. Awesome. Now we're going to watch him go to Miami and win rookie of the year. And then we're going to see a guy like Kyle Pitts get drafted by. Let me transition before I finish this sentence, because, you know, last year, if you're been listening to the show for a long time, last year, we did mock drafts using the uh, draft network.com's mock draft machine. Well, after this trade, I saw the tweet that they had updated the mock draft machine. And, you know, with all these trades. So I went in and I was like, I want to just see who is there around the time the Eagles pick. And I did three of them right in a row in both times. The Giants, uh, the Cowboys took Patrick Sertain and the Giants took Kyle Pitts. If Kyle Pitts gets drafted literally one pick in front of the Eagles, I will fucking lose it. I will absolutely lose it. Why am I blanking on the other high-end corner that's in the draft this year? J.C. Horn? J.C. Horn, I think he's going to be better than Patrick Sertain Jr. I do too. And here's the thing with my mocks is in uh, one of the three, I took J.C. Horn because he was available. The other two, Devonta Smith was there. Do I think they're smart enough to take Devonta Smith? No. <laughs> I, I literally tweeted at Bleeding Green Nation when they tweeted something about the 12th pick. And I said, great, so we can 
draft another pedestrian defensive end who won't live up to be anything because that's the range that they'll take some guy like Gregory Russo or Quiddy pay some friggin' defensive end. That will just be a guy on the team. He won't be an elite playmaker, a sack machine. You know, one of those guys you have to think about in double team. Who is the guy? Didn't you retweet a, uh, somebody's mock draft or commented on somebody's mock draft on Twitter? Yeah, Mike uh, K. Yeah, and I I want to know if his name is Mike Cage because he wrote Quiddy Page as uh, the guy's name. So maybe it's the wiser G's now. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I commented back on it and I said, who the hell is Quiddy Page? <laughs> <laughs> I liked his mock. Like, it was very realistic. I don't have it up now. We would go over it, but Mike K is a really good guy. He used to be with BGN. Then he went and covered the Jags for a while. Now he's with NJ.com. He's pretty level-headed. A lot of times when I listen to his podcast, the No Huddle Show, it's very on par with my mindset. He doesn't say fuck Howie all the time, but you can definitely get a vibe that he doesn't approve or understand what he's doing half the time. I think there's a lot of people that, I mean... When you really dig into it, I think if you go back just since the end of you know last year, you look at the things that Howie's done, and there's a lot of you know fans out there that would be like, "Man, I'm glad that's not our team right now because it, it's such a fucking mess." And again, you talk about you know the Zach Ertz trade is imminent, right? It's gonna happen any time now. Uh, Week six. Yeah. So once again, if Zach Ertz isn't somebody you want to have on your team, why the hell wouldn't you have stayed at six for somebody like Kyle Pitts? Like it, he's, he's literally going to be, you know, he, I would not say he's on track to be better than Travis Kelsey. Okay. That's where he is as an athlete. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would not be surprised if wherever he ends up, he ends up being a top four tight end in the league next year. Cause I mean, there's not really a ton of great tight ends there. I mean, we saw it last year. It's like George Kittle gets injured and it was the Travis Kelsey show. And nobody close. And Bob Tanyan, you know, showed up, but look at who his quarterback is. Um, So, yeah, I, I, I just think this is a huge, huge, huge mistake by Howie. I don't Again. care if you get an extra pick next year or not. It's It's not going to pan out to what you would really like and it's just, this is the same thing living in the new england region and you hear on the radio all the time you know, these guys talking about oh you know they the patriots still need a quarterback and they could move up to uh the draft one it's who in their right mind is going to deal with new england like okay so you send them oh who the hell knows you know now the fourth they're going to deal with the falcons we'll say right to go up to number four like are the falcons sitting there going you know what if we get a first rounder from new england next year yeah we'll be selecting fucking 22nd that'll be great nobody's gonna do that no i don't like just the foreshadowing i mean shit could go really bad for miami and they could have an awful season you know riddled with injuries whatever but when you it's not like the two yeah when you weigh the two it's just Wish in one hand and shit in the other. Which one fills up faster? Mr. Roseman. That's the other part of it is 
the whole thing they've been preaching for the last year and a half now is we need to get younger. We need to have, you know, young talent. You had a blue chip. You had the chance to take one of these top tier guys that will play in the league for many years and produce. If the whole thing is rebuilding and getting younger, you're at six overall. You take the best goddamn player on your board and you move on. And next year you do the same thing. This whole acquiring extra first rounders so that they can use it as ammo to trade up. All you're doing is saying, you know, instead, like next year, say we go through with this, right? The Eagles are going to pick a number 12. Say we're lucky enough to get J.C. Horn or something, and he pans out. Him and Slayer are an awesome duo. You know what they're going to do next year? They're going to take those three first-round picks, and they're going to just trade up for a quarterback or a tackle, you know, something, instead of sitting at their three slots and taking three young first-round talents, great players to build the roster like they should. It's Howie Roseman is always trying to be the smartest person in the room, and he overthinks everything. I swear to God, I I really hope the Eagles stink this year. They go five and 12, five and six, whatever. They lose a lot of games. And I hope he loses his job because if they are really bad and they retain him and allow him to spoil all three of those first round picks by either trading up or not listening to his scouts, which he does every year, it's going to be really bad. Like this team is not going to be good for six, seven years. And I don't care how much the cap is going to go up. You can't keep doing what he does with contracts. It's going to, they're going to get to a point where they, they don't have enough money to field 51 guys, let alone 54 right now, because the way the con, uh, the salary cap is set up, only the top 51 players on your team's salaries count against the salary cap. Well, they have less than $2 million in salary cap space. You need like six just to sign your rookie class. They have 11 picks. So unless they plan on moving one or two of those picks, they don't even have enough money now to sign their draft picks. Not to mention that they need to sign some depth pieces, you know, free agents. They're not going to have enough. Ah, Jesus Christ. It is. It's super frustrating. Like they, uh, again, you know, you, you just spoke to it. It's, getting good players and a guy like Kyle Pitts, which is, you know, I don't know if there's a sure bet in this draft than he is, you know, Trevor Lawrence, obviously going number one, but you know, there's always the potential that the hype doesn't live up to the quarterback. Yep. Um, but I think Kyle Pitts is just the guy that, I mean, he's already, he's NFL ready. He's got the size, he's got the athleticism and everything. And that's the type of, guy you want there to help build the team and you (laughs) you have to acquire free agents down the road and if you don't have the good players in place for them to be like they could can can, they can contend i should go there and if if you're just uh, you know whoever they end up picking it's it's kind of gonna be one of those roulette wheels like vikings are in the same situation you know picking at 14 it it there's a huge void in the middle of that draft usually where some guys yep knocked it out of the park great pick pat yourself on the back and there's other ones that don't get a second contract uh, i mean i'm glad you brought the vikings up because we'll transition to the vikings and this is literally how i wanted to transition to the vikings is 
looking at your general manager in general, anybody who's listening, your general manager of your team, your general manager's success is all linked, all linked to the decisions that they make. And I'll put it this way. I am not a fan of Kirk Cousins. I think I've made that perfectly clear over the yep. past few years on this podcast. But guess what? He is the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. And is it Chris Spielman? Rick. Rick, Rick Spielman. Chris Spielman, Chris was, Spielman a was a linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Rick Spielman, he's he's a he doesn't get enough credit, in my opinion, because I listen to the Locked On Vikings podcast all the time just so I can stay up to date on information, you know, so we can have genuine conversations. Plus it's your team. So, you know, when they're not playing the Eagles, I try to support them. And he does it the right way because he knows Kirk Cousins limitations. He knows where he needs to help Kirk Cousins. So what does he do? He brings in guys like Adam Thielen. He, he had Stefan Diggs who, you know, they had to move on from, but what does he do? He replaces him with a guy like Justin Jefferson. He knows who his quarterback is. He knows what he is and isn't as a quarterback and he surrounds him with talent now as a philadelphia eagles fan that's incredibly frustrating to watch because my general manager can't seem to fucking figure that part out (laughs) oh you have carson wentz who was literally the mvp of the 2017 season before he gets injured and what do you do after that season you just decline in talent at skill position year after year after year you don't put any top tier talent around him you had the chance to you didn't why because you mismanaged the salary cap you don't listen to your scouts and you're a horrible gm so props to you steve and mr spielman for being a decent gm knowing you know what the fuck you're doing proceed yeah it's uh i mean you do say that but then they do things like release their left tackle when the offensive line was a huge issue last year i think that we were like 18th in the league in uh, like pass blocking win rate. Uh, so not great, especially, I mean, the offense was pretty potent in the second half of the, uh, the season, but yeah, that they, they have, they still have some work to do on the offensive line because the Vikings this week. And speaking of uh, Rick Spielman, uh, he traded the sixth round pick to Arizona for offensive lineman Mason Cole, who his main position is typically center. Um, Mason Cole is the guy who was going to get cut anyway. So why, like, I don't, this is the weird thing about Rick Spielman. He values seventh round picks way too much. And it's become like a Vikings Twitter meme. So when the news broke that he traded a sixth round pick, I just saw like a, avalanche of oh don't take my precious seventh round picks so yeah um offensive line depth uh it's a move you know kind of has to be made they got things that they uh have to focus on as far as offensive line is concerned and hopefully address that in the draft and i'll get to that in a minute but they also have brought back mckenzie alexander so uh more cornerbacks. Slot corner what, genius. That's where he what, needs to be. Yeah, just what Mike Zimmer needs. More cornerbacks. That's what he loves. Uh, they re-signed Amir Abdullah, so running back number three with uh, um, Mike Boone heading out. Amir Abdullah seems to be the guy. 
And also, uh, we talked about Anthony Harris going to Philadelphia last week. And my question was, what are they going to do at safety? And it surprised me that this guy was still available. And then what they paid him, and I was like, two, two and a half million dollars for safety from the Dallas Cowboys, Xavier Woods. New day? Uh, unbelievable. Um, I went back and looked at PFF's uh, like free agent chart and who was available like to start. They had Xavier Woods in the top 30 of available free agents. I don't know what happened, why it took so long for the Vikings to end up picking him up, and nobody else you know, made an offer worth a damn, apparently. Uh, Skip Bayless was not a fan of this. He basically said, you know, Xavier's the great kid, but have fun with him, Minnesota. Like, yeah, shut up, Skip. Your fucking team just signed <laughs> Jaron Curse, <laughs> who was a former Vikings defensive back who was in, like, big trouble with the police. Like, chill. Also, you guys hired Mike McCarthy, idiot. <laughs> and uh, speaking of idiots... Mel Kuyper must smoke the <laughs> top, dopest top, weed top. this side of the Donna Dixon line because his latest mock draft came out and he has the Vikings trading up to take uh, Penai Sewell. And the trade that he proposes is that the Vikings trade, I, I believe it's the number nine pick with Denver to move up and draft a tackle. Now, anybody who's not familiar with the Vikings, the new general manager in Denver is George Patton, who worked for like 15 years with the Minnesota Vikings. If he goes to Denver and trades a draft pick to the Vikings, like the world would blow up. <laughs> the same thing is like if, you know, Bill Belichick made a move with uh, Nick Casario, like, Everybody would lose their friggin' minds. You know what I mean? So yep. I don't see this happening and I don't want it to happen. Honestly, they you're, you're better off just staying pat where they are. You know, at 14, it's, it's going to be a crapshoot. Whether Take or not the best you available hit, player, you know, whether what I mean? or not you don't like, but even at this point, the way like how absolutely insane teams have gotten to go up and get these quarterbacks, which I'd be surprised if one of them pans out. Never mind, you know, they're talking five quarterbacks going in the first round. It's it's absolutely insane. But with how like hungry everybody is to get the next quarterback, just let like Elijah Vera Tucker just fall in your lap. That shores up a guard position. And yep. I mean, obviously, and you don't have to give up any capital. Yeah. yeah, you don't give up anything. And more importantly, you get a guy who was good in college. And we'll see how it transitions to the NFL. And God help us, it can't be any worse than the guard play was for the Vikings last year. No kidding. Uh, so, well, yeah, that's I, don't, a, I, I wanted to add something to your Mason Cole point before we got too far ahead. Is I saw a lot of people ripping Minnesota for giving up a pick for a guy that was going to be released. A lot of times, teams will one put out that he's going to be released rumor to try to drum up trade interest. And two, this is a guy that Minnesota targeted, that they wanted. And Mason Cole 
should he would he have been released was going to get a lot of money from Oakland. John Gruden wanted this guy. So if he were released, the Vikings wouldn't have got him. He would have signed for more money than the Vikings were comfortable giving him to go to Oakland. Oh, excuse me. Las Vegas. Whoopsie daisy. Your next door neighbor, basically. So for the people ripping the trade, they gave up a six round pick for a guy with starting experience who can come in and play for your offensive line day one. Okay. Tell me how many six round offensive linemen come into the league and start right away. Ezra Cleveland. <laughs> the, the percentage is very, very low, but he went to an elite college. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, uh, it's um, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I mean, we'll see how it ends up panning out for them. It's just bringing in another quote unquote center. Yeah. We, we already saw what happened with the Pat Elfline debacle. Um, Garrett like Bradbury has been less than desirable. I think um, you so. kick Bradbury over to guard and let Cole play center. And yeah, I mean, they have their, they it. have a lot of options available. They've brought in some depth and have an opportunity again to grab another offensive lineman uh, in the draft. You know, Sewell, obviously a name that's out there. Uh, Rashawn, what's his face? Slater? Later, yeah, he's another guy that, that there's potential there at 14. So, um, I'm not going to be overly surprised with all the moves that they've made on defense in free agency. That this is a very offensive heavy uh draft, and honestly, I, I won't mind it because <laughs> they have to protect Kirk Cousins. Um, and obviously, the ability to block, you know, help Dalvin cook out. He only needs a little bit of help, so if you can get him that, that's that's great. But as far as protecting Kirk, if you want to have any opportunity to, you know, try to win a division title and or get to the playoffs, like you got to keep him, you know, upright and keep guys out of his face so that he can make, you know, good decisions with time because they have they have weapons available and you know the offense should be a lot better than. And most would expect, oh, the Vikings would be so good with Kirk Cousins. Like, yeah, Kirk Cousins is the only guy in the league who's thrown 35 touchdowns in, you know, the last five seasons. But yeah, like I said, the, the GM is doing what he needs to do to make him productive. And that's that's good for the Vikings. Yep. Um, let me ask you this. You're sitting there at 14, okay? Who is your your guy? You you are pounding the table for like doesn't matter. Who is the guy in the draft that you want for the Vikings? I honestly, I don't, I don't think I've, I really have a draft crush just yet. Uh, everything like you want, you read all the mocks and it's just like, everybody's all over the place at this point. Whereas like last year I was like, man, Justin Jefferson would be absolutely amazing. You know, playing in between Thielen and Diggs. And there's no way and, he gets past Philadelphia. Fucking yeah. schmucks. And uh, nope, they drafted Jeff- Justin Jefferson, but it was because they got the Bills pick <laughs> for trading away Stefan Diggs. So I was like, ah, well, let me we tell go. you this. Listening to the Locked On Draft podcast the other day, and I heard a little nugget, and then was listening to another draft podcast where they claimed that they have it from a good source in Minnesota that Minnesota 
if this player is still on the board is 100% their first round pick. And it scares the shit out of me. Devonta Smith. If he is available, apparently they want to put him next to Jefferson and to take over for Thielen after this year. But for this year, you would have Thielen, Smith, and Jefferson. That's not fair. I mean, that's again, it's it's gonna have to be like that's that's my my draft pick of choice right now is just please take the best available offensive player at this point. And if it's Devonta Smith, I have no problems with that at all. Uh, I know a lot of teams are kind of scared because of his size. I'm not. But yeah, I'm not either. I mean, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, neither one of those guys are, you know, scary stature wise. So why not? And Just I mean, you could skirt, <laughs> you could skirt those guys all over the field, like create all kinds of havoc with the speed that's available there. So. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd love to see that. I would not have a problem with it at all. But I, I do think, in the end, it probably ends up being an offensive lineman that they're going to draft in the first round, and hell, maybe the second, third round, a guy like Rashad Bateman's available, which I think is a name that hasn't been in a lot of people's mouths. I don't. He's not of, getting out of the first round. I promise you that. Yeah, but but what what happened? You know, with Big Ten football uh, last year. It's just I, I think he's a name that people have forgotten about because of the, the COVID season. So I would not be surprised if he makes it into the second and you see somebody make a move to pick him up. You watch the Eagles are going to trade back from 12 and take him at like 26, 27. Yeah, I saw a mock draft that somebody did. I can't remember who it was on Twitter now, but uh, they traded the Vikings first and second round picks for like three separate picks. So I ended up giving the Vikings like 22 picks in the entire draft. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I love Rashad Bateman, not because obviously he this year was messed up the year before. I actually had him on my college fantasy team and he was lights out every week. I became a big fan. And I have a feeling he's going to end up on the Jets at the end of the first round. That's just a that's just a guess, but we'll see on draft night when, if all things go right, the Joint Practices podcast will be live for the first round, working out the kinks. But hopefully we'll have a video stream, probably up on our Twitter.com, at Joint Practices. If you're not following us, follow us. We're up 14 followers in the last week. We're up to 40 followers. Thanks, guys. That's pretty cool. Love you. That's nice. That's real nice. All right. Let's uh let's talk about the NFL season because as a fan, I'm excited. We get an extra game in the regular season now with the 17th game officially added. And this year it will be the AFC team. It will be an AFC team playing an NFC team in all of these games. This year the AFC team will host. Next year, flip-flops the NFC team hosts. I know the Eagles game is against the New York football Jets. Steve, do you know who you guys are playing? I believe it would be the Los Angeles Chargeros. Ooh, the Los Angeles Chargeros. So uh, we can see who the real rookie of the year was last Ooh, year. Ooh, little hair bear action going on. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I don't, I mean, 17 games. You know what this means to me? An extra All week of football new. podcast. 
all new single season records, baby. Oh, yeah. An extra game. Speaking of the records, um, now that the 16 game season era has completed, I believe it started in 78. Only two teams finished that era without a 4,000 yard passer. One of them was the Jets. Forget who the other one was. Dang it. Forgot. I'll look it up real quick. But uh, my point of this was the Eagles had one. And I saw a bunch of Eagles fans trashing the Jets for uh, not having a 4,000-yard passer. The Eagles only did it once. And the guy who did it, they just traded. Oops. So you don't really got much of a leg to stand on. I actually saw um, with this news breaking, it was the – leading wide receiver in yards per team, you know, and there's all these, you know, guys all over the place, names you'd recognize, ah, names you wouldn't. The Bears was the, the other one. And the Chicago Bears, <laughs> their leading receiver in franchise history is like 5,800 yards. <laughs> the next lowest was like 72. Walter Payton, that's all you needed. So, yeah, we're going to get an extra game of football this year, which, I mean, for me as a fan is awesome. For me as a guy who likes to talk about football on a podcast, it gives me one more relevant game to talk about the Eagles before the playoffs start and they disappear. (laughs) But if you had your money on who was the first player to whine about this the second it was released, and you had Alvin Kamara, ladies and gentlemen, come on down. You are the winner. Immediately took the Twitter to complain about it. I don't understand. Like, it's one more game, right? Yeah, but the thing I don't think these players think about is it's one more game, right? But think about this. That's one more game of revenue, which is going to put your salary cap up, which means your next contract is going to be, you know, they're going to be allowed to pay you more money. One more game. This is why I don't understand understand the backlash from the players or the players you know, arguing against it. Like, I understand you got to work one more week guaranteed every single season. You know, sorry, you play a game for a living. That's so terrible for you. But this just sets up everything for you, your teammates, future players. It, it makes a ton of sense. And, you know, something the NFL has wanted to do for a while and just, you know, the owners can't come up to an agreement on it for some reason, but you know, it's going to be uh, it's going to be weird to like sit there and actually have a record in the regular season that adds up to 17. Yeah. <laughs> no more eight and eight people. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. That's a, uh, that's like the, uh, <laughs> no more Jeff uh, Fishers, <laughs> dude. There was somebody had a great uh, Jeff Fisher tweet the other day. I don't know if it was, I think it was about the Vikings, it, and I think it was when Patrick Peterson uh, signed. And uh, it's like <laughs> somebody tweets out and said, so uh, what do you think the first thing uh, Zimmer said when he signed Patrick Peterson? And it was a clip from Hard Knocks with Jeff Fisher. It's like, we're sure it's not going fucking seven and nine this year. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh, Not going to happen either. Maybe seven, nine, and one. But all right. Well, the draft is what three weeks away? Something like that. 
three weeks from this coming Thursday. So that's pretty baller. I'm excited. I'm actually on vacation that week and I will be on location. I believe we might have a special guest lined up for that night. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see who that nation stay tuned. Uh Oh, Pods Gettios. Mr. Chris going to have to live up to that. Tampa Bay having the greenest grass in the league. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be fun. All right. <clears throat> yeah, this is a good episode. Not, you know, it's not ever a bad episode when we can really dive into our teams and get some stuff off our chest. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we are getting to the point where in a lot of areas of our country, more and more people are becoming eligible for the COVID-19 vaccination. So if you can get vaccinated, please, I'm not asking you to do much. If you if you physically can get the vaccination, vaccinate it. You're not just doing this for yourself. You're doing it for everybody else. So you don't get other people sick. It's, it's a decency thing. I mean, if you've got some medical reason why you can't get it, I sympathize with you. And you know what? People like me are going to get it. So people like you don't get sick. So get the Fauci Ochi, man. If you can, do your part. It's just like wearing a mask. Do your part. It goes over your fucking nose. It's been a year, for those who don't understand. There's a great uh, video of these two guys, like, had a setup in a mall. And so the one guy was dressed up like he was, you know, a security officer. He had a nightstick. And then this, his other guy, the accomplice in the in the whole scheme, would jump in front of like a big group of people not wearing masks without a mask on and would like ride down an escalator or something. And when he got to the bottom, this guy was like the mask police. And he was like, put your fucking mask on. Just started beating the shit out of him with the nightstick. And everybody behind him was like, oh my God, oh my God. And like throwing their mask, like pulling them out of their pocket, throwing them on their face real quick. <laughs> got him. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Wear your mask, get your vaccination, spread some love. Call your mom, call your dad, call your grandparents. I Got to have a lunch with my grandparents today. Shout out to Mammy and Bampa because they got their vaccinations a couple weeks ago and felt safe enough to leave their house. So it was awesome. Do your part. Spread love, not hate. And follow us on Twitter at Joint Practices. I'm at 11thegoat. 11 spelled out. Steve at the Knox says. And tonight we did not have Elijah or Steven with us, but you can get Elijah the Woat, Steven the Swoat. Follow them on the Twitterbird.com. Send us a tweet. You know what I'm saying? You're That's gonna, all. Good. Yeah. You're not going to tweet with the hashtag? Oh, yeah. Use a hashtag. At. No, not at. <laughs> this is usually somebody else's part. I don't like this. See? You can use the it's hashtag. not easy, is it? <laughs> <laughs> use the hashtag NFL draft and uh, send us. Uh, this is your this is your assignment. You, the listener, if you're still listening. Thank you. Use the hashtag NFL draft. Tell us your team. And who you want your team to draft. It's that simple. Easy game. Here's another easy game. Wherever you're listening, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or TuneIn. Go ahead and subscribe, rate, review, five-star rating. Nice little review. Man, this is the greatest football podcast I've ever listened to. Easy game, like I said. And, uh, yeah, I think that's just about a great way to do it. Huh? Yeah. So, uh, oh, real quick before we leave threw up a poll on Twitter on our joint practices page this week. It was the, do you like Howie Roseman poll? And 78% of you said, 
no. Who is the one idiot 20, that voted yes? Twenty-two <laughs> percent of you, aka the Howie Burner accounts, voted yes. <laughs> Fuck you. Just let me yeah. go in here real quick and uh, search Howie Roseman. Let's see if I'm popping up anywhere. Who <laughs> fucks this guy? Get out of here. Yeah, I like him. <laughs> oh, fly goes fly, baby. Skull Vikings. Yeah. See.